Tornadoes flattened the house. Gotta go. Floodwaters are rising. Gotta go. Cat 4 hurricane has been forecast. Gotta go. Train wreck chemical spill. Gotta go. All of these situations are bug out situations. We're going to dive deep into that when we come back. Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Well, hello and welcome to the podcast. We appreciate you taking your time to join us here today. And we hope to make that time very valuable for you, an investment of your time. We hope that you learned something today, but we certainly want to say thank you. Thank you for being here. You know, it's our listeners that really make it possible for us to do this. And we do appreciate each and every one of them. And we do thank you for those of you that are reaching out specifically to us. And we're sharing some great conversation, learning some things from listeners literally all over this globe. And we certainly appreciate those of you that have donated to the podcast through Buy Me A Coffee. You know how we love our coffee. Uh, coffee sounds good right now. It, it does. I'm getting kind of cold. <laughs> it's gotten cold again after that summer tropical weather we had last week. We're having chilly weather and we're turning the heaters back on now. But we do appreciate those of you that have donated through Buy Me A Coffee that helps to support the podcast and to keep us coming to you on a regular basis. Let's take just a moment to mention our sponsors. Pro One Gravity Water Filters. We have one and it gives us crystal clear, clean water. Pro One filters out over 200 contaminants. And for Patriot, that's the number four and Patriot. They're your go-to emergency long-term storage food and survival gear. Use the code PREPPER for 10% discount on any item in your first order. And Aura, A-U-R-A. This is an all-in-one internet digital safety service for the whole family. They actually alerted me today. I went in and did some changes on one of our accounts and set some things up, and I immediately got a notification that someone had done such and such on our account. Well, Well, it happened to have been me. Okay. And so I really appreciated them doing that. ProLine Digital Group, they're your custom, reliable, innovative solution for apps, websites, hosting, and digital leads. Clean Start is a non-alcohol-based hand sanitizer and an antiseptic concentrate. One little three-and-a-half-ounce bottle will actually make an entire gallon of product. It stores easily, and it works so well. And Jim Curtis Knives, custom handmade knives that are as functional as they are beautiful And they all come with a lifetime warranty. And the base handgun training system. This is a video-based training that you'll need if you carry a handgun. And we appreciate all of our sponsors, and these are all linked from our website, practicalprepping.info. Okay, so what is bugging out? People have differing ideas about what bugging out means and what it looks like. Mm Mm-hmm. Some use it to mean survival on your own in the woods or in the streets forever. 
Yeah, like a like a living dead, you know, not a living dead kind of thing, or or that you're going to be in the forest for the rest of your life, or that sort of thing. And they think that's what bugging out means. All it actually means is we have to leave here. Gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> it can be weather conditions, hurricanes. You mentioned the hurricanes a while ago. Cat four hurricane. You really don't want to be in front of it. Mm-mm. It's time to go. Mm-hmm. Time to leave here. Doesn't mean we're going to go away and stay away forever. No, 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 no. It just means we've got to seek safe shelter elsewhere. We have to leave here. If we're hit by a tornado, we may have to leave for a period of time until we can get our house repaired. Another way is a recent item in the news was in East Palestine, Ohio, there was that chemical spill from that massive train wreck. Yeah, hazmat situations. You could have a hazmat wreck with a truck or train not far from here oh true absolutely any kind of highway or roadway i mean we've got main roads going through here u.s highways and we have a railroad going not far from us and we could have a chemical spill on either one of those that caused us to have to be evacuated so that's why we say have a bug out bag at the ready some folks say i'll never bug out this is my land I'm staying here regardless. You know who I think of when I think of that? The gentleman that was named Harry Truman, but not the president. The guy named Harry Truman that was at Mount St. Helens, Mm -hmm. remember back in 1980? Now, I know we've got listeners that are not that old. But we remember that Sunday morning in 1980 where the north face of Mount St. Helens just came off. And that man, Harry Truman, who had been like a lifelong resident in that area, he refused to leave, and he paid the ultimate price for his refusal. He did not bug out when all of his neighbors did, and there was no amount of begging or pleading that would make him change his mind, and sadly, he lost his life. Yeah, when a volcano burps or belches and that stuff starts running at you, it's time to run away. Yeah, that pyroclastic ash that went into the air that's deadly toxic Mm -hmm. and it's just awful you you can't ride that out i think of the molten lava that's coming towards you well see like in the case of mount st helens it wasn't a lava Mm -hmm. although i'm sure there was some underground but it was that pyroclastic ash Mm -hmm. it was just basically heavy thick burned rock material that is completely toxic if you try to breathe it in i mean it just was awful just an awful awful experience It's time to bug out. You got to go. Wildfires, hazmat, extreme storm surge. Yeah, like from a hurricane that can result in a flood. How about a dam breaking upstream? Ooh, wow. You know, I've always had that fear of like the big Hoover Dam out in Nevada. I've always had that fear. Boy, if that thing ever broke, wow, Mm -hmm. that'd be nasty. Yeah, you'd got to bug out. Yeah, you can't stay with that. All right, let's talk about what is a bug out kit or a bug out bag. And it's usually referred to as a bug-out bag, and it's defined as a 72-hour bag. Some preppers actually abbreviate it to B-O-B. B-O-B. So if you hear them talking or writing about their bob, that's their bug-out bag. And some mean it as a bug-out to the woods and live for a year. I don't want to do that. (laughs) We're bugging out. I'm going to a hotel. Exactly, (laughs) if we possibly can. but. You're, you can't carry a pack big enough to live a year in no, the woods. No, you would have had to have already had a prepped place there if you think you can make it. That. Uh, now, granted, there are a few folks that probably have the skills to, to do that. Oh, I, I, I have no doubt. 
that there are some folks listening to us right now. They're like, pish tosh. I can totally make it. Yeah, I believe you probably could. You are such in a minority group right now because the majority of us preppers could not live on a year if we had to leave right now Mm -hmm. and inhabit the woods. We would not have what we would need to make it for a year. I think about Dr. Timogen Tan. No, Dr. T. Dr. T. And he was on the ninth season of Alone, and we've met him, and we had dinner with him, and he was very interesting in discussing things. And he pretty much had the mechanics of it down. But one of the things that he talked about was the mental toll that it took being totally alone, Mm -hmm. totally isolated, and he made it 68 days before deciding to go home. Yes, and... and Let's also add, in the North Labrador snow winter area of Canada, wasn't exactly a tropical vacation. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. But it's not realistic to live a year from one bag. No. It's it's really not. No. All right, let's take a break for our sponsors, and we will come back and talk about building several types of bug-out bags. Are you tired of the taste of the water coming from your faucet? Do you ever wonder what is causing that taste? Did you know that treated water on municipal systems often has residue of chlorine effect? There's also bacteria. There are heavy metals. There's a vast number of different things that can add some form of taste to the water. And in some municipalities, you can actually see a color in a clear glass. Oh, it passes the quote-unquote safety test, but there's still something in there. Would you like to have crystal clear, clean, great-tasting water? Pro One Gravity Water Filters will give you just that. We have the Pro One Big Plus, and we use it daily. It makes our water taste better, and it even makes the coffee and the tea taste better. Pro One is also our backup water plan, Just in case stuff hits the fan and the city's water system becomes contaminated or shuts down. If it really hits the fan and there's no water, we can source water from a nearby creek or the river and we can run it through our Pro One filter and we'll have clean water. Pro One filters come in several sizes to meet the needs of your family. They are affordable and through December 31st of this year, The Pro One Gravity water filters are 25% off, and there's free shipping on all orders over $69.95. Pro One Gravity water filters. The link is on our website, practicalprepping.info. A food shortage could be coming. Even in the United States, economic experts wrote at the end of the summer crop season. Farmers sense it, too. John Boyd Jr., a fourth-generation farmer, told Fox News that, quote, we're going to see empty food shelves in the coming months, end of quote. That's why survival food is more important than ever. Create your own stockpile of the best-selling Four Patriots survival food kits. It's not ordinary food. We're talking good-for-25-years super survival food, hand-packed right in a family-owned facility in the USA and giving jobs to over 200 Americans. The kits are compact, sturdy, water-resistant, and they stack easily. They have different delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners. You can make these meals in less than 20 minutes. Just add boiling water, simmer, and serve. And right now, 
you can go to fourpatriots.com and use code PREPPER to get 10% off your first purchase on anything in the store. You'll get their famous guarantee for an entire year after your order, plus free shipping on orders over $97. They're called For Patriots because a portion of every sale is donated to charities who support veterans and their families. Just go to fourpatriots.com and use code PREPPER to get 10% off. That's fourpatriots.com. Use the discount code PREPPER and start building your own food stockpile today. All right, let's talk about several types of kits or bags that we can build. Now, one that we build, many preppers build, and we've encouraged you to build, and it's a bag that's primarily designed to help you to get home, but it's a bag that can be used to bug out. Oh, sure. A lot of folks refer to it as their bug out bag, but they built it with the intention of being able to get home. Oh, I see. I mean, it's just, it's got your necessaries in there. It's got your necessaries in there. Okay. And whether you're coming or going, oh, okay, <laughs> whichever way. And it could be a backpack, it could be a hiker's pack, something that's easy, something that you can carry probably in an easy way. Exactly. And you don't want this thing to be 100 pounds. I don't think so. No. I mean, most of us, 25 to 40 pounds is what we're going to be able to comfortably carry on our back. Well, remember what we say in the beginning, the more you know, the less you have to carry. Exactly. And that's part of the reason that we need to study our skills. But let's talk about this get-home bag or this extra bug-out bag. And a lot of folks do call this their bug-out bag. Okay, I get it. And these items are going to be in several bags that you might have for the purpose of leaving. And if you have to leave and live in the woods for a few days... This would be the bag you would want to have. And what do we need in there? Well, it starts with your favorite thing. Water. You need a couple of bottles of water in there. And I say two bottles for a reason. And I'm talking about these plastic. The individual drinking bottles. Individual drinking water bottles. You want a personal water filter. And the reason I say the plastic water bottle is because at least the Sawyer Mini will screw on top of one of those bottles. Right, so don't throw it away or litter. Hang on to that clean water bottle when Mm -hmm. you empty it. I see, so that you can go to a creek or a river or a pond. Our son-in-law introduced us to the Sawyer Mini. It's what he carried when he was doing so much hiking and even hiking portions of the AT, and he was relating that, keep two bottles, and he said you can get to the creek and just dip it into the creek and screw the filter on top and drink straight from that. Or you can, if both bottles are empty, fill one up and squeeze it through the filter to fill up the other bottle and then fill up that bottle again so you got a bottle of clean water and a bottle of dirty water. Well, smart. That's why I say a couple of those. You want some water purification tablets. Good idea. Especially if you don't have a water filter or if your water filter fails. And those are easy to carry, mm-hmm. you know, for sure. Yeah. They're, if There's you know a, what nitroglycerin tablets comes in, it's about a one-inch tall bottle by a half-inch diameter. Mm-hmm. Very, very small. 
And that's about the size container they come in. Something else would be great to have is some sort of a container to boil water. This could be either a very small little camp pot or maybe a single wall. And let me emphasize, single wall metal water bottle. Why would we not want to do a double wall? Well, if it's a double wall, then you have a pocket of air there that is sealed. And as that air heats up to a sufficient degree, it's going to explode. Oh, dear gracious. So then you have no water bottle. Yeah, so you can actually tell if you've got a stainless steel single wall or double wall. So have something like that, that if you had to boil water, make a fire and boil water, at least you'd have a safe container to Mm -hmm. do that in. And we have both in our bag, and we have them for a couple of different reasons. But one, we have about a one and a half cup pot that we could boil water in. And we have the single wall metal water bottle. And you can easily clip that to the bag with a carabiner. Need something for fire. Yeah, if you're going to boil water, you got to have a fire. Easiest way? couple of Bic lighters. Sure. I mean, you don't have to go all last of the Mohicans here. You know, just get you some Bic lighters. We do like the brand name lighters. We are a little sticky on that point because they're much more reliable. Yeah, the dollar store lighters, they will fail and often fail quickly Mm -hmm. if they work coming out of the pack. Get you some waterproof matches, too. Mm -hmm. And a ferro rod and learn how to use it. So that's three different ways to start fire right there. Now, if you are into primitive skills and you want to do it with a bow drill, go right ahead. That's that's all you. If you want to do it with two (laughs) sticks, go ahead. Do it, Flintstone. Good skills to have. Way too much trouble for me. Ah. Flick my bick. Get a fire. There you go. Let's talk about first aid. We're going to need some simple bandages, perhaps some gauze and bandages, band-aids, and some over-the-counter medications, some pain reliever, perhaps some antiseptic cream, some emodium, some antihistamine. These are small items that, that are very necessary if you're in pain or distress and your gut is acting up, you're going to want to calm that gut down. And if you're in pain, you need pain relief. And if you wind up having to spend two or three days getting home, possibly cutting across sections of woods and things, you're going to need a little bit of first aid because you're going to get scratched up, skin up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fall down, skin my knee, things <laughs> like that. Yeah. So. Think about some sort of a shelter. Now, this is where you can get very creative with that tarp. If you've got some of that paracord and you can string it between two trees and you can make it like a drape a tarp over it to make a bit of a tent cover, you're ahead of the game. Oh, yes. A-frame, you can roll up in it if you have to. That's true. What's a bivy bag? I it, see that on your list. It's just a small, lightweight sleeping bag, oh, basically, okay. is what it is. And they'll roll up into a roll it's not more than six inches in diameter and about eight inches long. Almost so. like a coffee can. <laughs> smaller than a smaller than the the large coffee wow. cans that we okay. use. That might be nice to have if you did have to spend a couple of nights out in the woods. And another good use for that is when folks get stuck on the highway in a snowstorm and it's cold, you can actually wiggle into that bivy bag inside the car and stay warmer. That's a good idea. Now navigation. We want to be able to know where we're going. And what if our charge on our phone fails? Or when I fall in the creek, my phone is in my pocket. Well, let's try to keep it positive. Yeah. Um, Either way, if you don't have use of the phone and you don't need to have that as your only means of navigation, 
put a good old paper map and a compass. Yeah, they still make them. They do. Yeah. And there are places that do still give away state maps for free. Hmm. Interesting. A lot of your welcome areas will give away a... Oh, that's true. Yeah, you can go to some of those rest areas mm-hmm. on the highway, and there may be some regional maps, but hey, you know, if that's the area you're going to be or that's near where you live, by all means, help yourself. Yeah, and it's also good to just go ahead and spend twenty twenty five dollars and get an atlas and have all of the states in it. Would it be good to also have a compass? Absolutely. Learn a little bit about orienteering. Some folks like my mother, can't navigate their way out of a paper bag. Oh, dear. So she would need a compass just to figure out first which way is north (laughs) and then to continue going north. If that's the way she needs to be going, yes. Exactly. And So if we're looking for a hurricane on the south coast, you need to be going north. I think that's a good idea. And really, it doesn't matter exactly where you go then. Just go. Yeah, just got to (laughs) go. Now, you want a good knife or knives. One, you would definitely want a good, sturdy, fixed blade. Yeah, I know you carry a selection of knives. Yeah, I carry several. In my bag, in my car bag, is a K-Bar, the military marine issue K-Bar, which was actually carried through Vietnam. Yeah. This particular knife Mm -hmm. was in Vietnam. It's heavy enough that I can chop some small firewood, things like that. I can split some firewood if I need to. Also have a smaller folding knife or even a pocket knife, something that you can cut fruit with, that you can cut small twigs. You can carve a little trigger for a snare. You can attach it to a limb and use it as a hold down for an automatic, using the limb to automatically set the hook. Like a spring. Like a spring Uh, that would set the hook on a fishing line. Mm. So you would want to do something like that. And you might need to be skinning. If you snare a rabbit or a squirrel, you got to skin it. We're we're talking about bugging out on a longer term basis now. Longer term or getting home. Or getting home, sure. You know, you're talking about food and feeding yourself. Let's talk about that. What would be some good, no-cook-required foods that we could pack our bags with? Well, one thing I've always carried in my bag, I carried it in my bag when I was hunting because I carried a backpack when I was hunting. And you'd be out there in the wilderness by yourself. All day. All day. All day. Now, I did have a radio and I did have folks close enough that I could get help if I needed to. Oh, I see. But they would not bring me food. Oh, sure. You're on your own there, buddy. So I always kept jerky. Oh, yeah. I, I love jerky, and that stuff lasts a long time. I don't care whether it's refrigerated after opening or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it mean, doesn't it have just, to be. It just dries out even more. Mixed nuts. Mm-hmm. Mixed nuts are always good for protein. You mentioned Pop-Tarts. Yeah, they're just they're small and easy to slide into a pocket of the backpack. I used to keep a couple of those in my hunting backpack. Mm-hmm. Cereal bars, cookies, crackers. You can get just about anything in an individual size package now, which makes it great to tuck into a small pocket. Mm-hmm. Doesn't take up a lot of space, doesn't add a lot of weight, but it certainly gives you something in your tummy if you're going hours and hours and hours without a regular meal. And though I shouldn't eat it very often because it's overly processed, I like to carry Vienna sausages and potted meat mm-hmm. in my bag. 
Now listen, if you're if you're hungry and you're desperate, anything sounds pretty good, really. And that works as a comfort food for some of us. You know, you mentioned a moment ago about how to tie off a limb to make a bit of a spring snare or even to use something like that for fishing. Talk about food acquisition if we are out in the elements and out in the woods. Well, a small fishing kit, and we've talked about these before. You could actually build this in an empty medicine bottle. You could even use a safety pin for a hook. You could. Mm -hmm. You could. You can use the top, the pop top off of a can. Yeah, like a peel. And and cut it and make a hook. Mm -hmm. But it's easier just to put you four or five hooks in the in That's the little true. kit. That's true. So my little fishing kit has about 20 feet of line in there. And I don't know. It's I think I have six pound test line in there. You could use whatever you wanted to. Part of that would depend on what size fish you would expect to be encountering. And this is probably where, you know, if you catch a four or five inch perch, that'd make a pretty good meal. If mm-hmm. You know, single. But put that in that bottle. You can put a few sinkers in that bottle, lead weights. You can put fish hooks in there. You can even put small lure in there. You take it out of the package and put it down in there. There's any number of things that you could put in there that would make getting food easier. And like you said, you could put all of that into an Altoids tin. All of it will easily fit into an Altoids tin. Or a smokeless tobacco can. Those will work Hmm. very well. I like it in that small container, easy to slide into a little pocket, doesn't add a lot of weight, and it's just the things you need at the time that you need them. And you can even put a couple of flies in there. You're not going to have a fly rod for fly fishing, but you can improvise. I mean, if that's your thing, if you know how to do it. You just cast them out there and bump them back across the water. All right, so let's say we've bugged out, we've got our backpack, we've got our bivy bag, we put our tarp up. We may need to be thinking about personal defense and security. What do you Mm -hmm. have in mind? Well, we advocate, if you can, if you are allowed to carry a firearm, that you carry a firearm. Now, I would not put it in the bag and leave it in the bag while I'm at work. No, I don't think so. No. We, We want to protect these things now. Our son-in-law has a little car safe in his vehicle, and when he goes to places where he's not allowed to carry a gun, he can drop that gun into that little safe, and it's cabled to the frame with very heavy cable. Oh, sure. Okay. So it's very, very safe. But carrying a handgun and some ammo, if you have to, carry a big stick. Now, I've kind of moved toward a walking stick when I'm outside doing some things, and that thing's, what, four and a half feet long, and it make pretty fair defense. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. It's actually I'm, a I'm, genuine wood, beautifully carved walking stick. And I'm not talking about a cane. No, he's talking about an actual, looks like a shepherd like, when he comes like down a, the hill. Like a hiking stick. <laughs> right. And that's a good thing. And there's all kinds of other weapons, and we actually did a podcast on improvised weapons when you're not allowed to carry a firearm. Mm-hmm, sure. So that you go back and listen to that. Let's talk about communications. Well, I want a ham radio with me. Absolutely. And one of the reasons I want a ham radio with me is to get in touch with her, because she is a ham radio operator, and some folks say, well, the repeaters will go down, what have you. Well... 
most of them have battery backup and will last a few days before they go out. Right. But we still have Simplex as well. Mm -hmm. So I might get on top of a hill. Every time I top a hill, I'll be trying to call. I'll be trying to call, let you know I'm okay. And if you're not a licensed ham radio operator, you may want to have something like FRS, which is Family Radio Service, or the GMRS, which is... General Mobile Radio Service. Gotcha. But if you don't even have those, you may want to just pick up a good old-fashioned transistor radio, something that can be used out in the field with no power. Yeah, AM, FM, you want to be able to get information. Sure. And I had someone the other day when I had posted about having communications in a backup bag, he said, well, just I'm really curious. What could be bad enough to have to bug out but the broadcasters could still go to work. And I said, well, how about a train derailment and you have to evacuate? Or a storm in their viewing area, but not their actual station. Yes. I mean, you're affected by that storm, Mm -hmm. but they're still able to go to work. I mean, there's a lot of reasons that we may have to bug out that they're able to continue working. Mm -hmm. All right. So we've talked about that car bag, which can be used as a get-home bag or even a bug-out bag. Now, let's talk about the evacuation bag. Okay, so you're talking about bugging out. Bugging out. From wherever you are. So you may be at work and have to bug out. Mm -hmm. So an evacuation bag, that's generally a short-term duration type of a thing, usually away from home. And I, I think, again, about these folks in Ohio that... They got the knock on the door and they said, you've got 10 minutes. You got to go. You've got to go. And they had to go. And Mm -hmm. so they they had to figure out after they got in their vehicles where they were going. So they did need to grab a change of clothes and maybe their, you know, personal hygiene products, obviously their medications. You know, what would you need over the next three days on the average, if you knew that you had you had 10 minutes to gather up some clothes, medications, personal hygiene, what would you get? We hope that you have already listened to us long enough that you will grab your emergency binders, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, you're talking about a situation here where you can easily find shelter, in our case, hotel or family member. Right. And you're talking about where you can easily find food. We're talking evacuation. Maybe you're leaving ahead of a hurricane. Yeah. You're not going to the woods you're on not this going one. You're to the going woods. to a you're going to another shelter in a safe way. Mm-hmm. And it might be going to a community shelter. Yeah, it might be that. So, so just what, you know, what take do you the- need to evacuate? What do you need to take with you? Right. Now there's one that we've mentioned before and almost nobody ever mentions this. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting thought because You've got on your notes hospital bag, and I'm thinking about it from the patient's perspective, but I think you may be thinking about it from the family member's perspective. I'm thinking about, and I have done it, and you have done it, and we have gone to the hospital, and we have sat in the waiting room while our family member was in surgery or was in intensive care, and we were there but there was nothing being provided for us. Right. We didn't think about the time we would be putting in 
to being there and you feel kind of trapped in a way you don't want to leave something important may take place well when i've had to go and i've i've done it most with my dad i mean he had several major surgeries including open heart surgery and then one that they took most of his esophagus and part of his stomach out yeah and that was some time at the hospital mm-hmm. i actually carried most everything that we have on this list, I probably didn't carry enough change of clothes. Mm. Okay. Yeah. But other than that, I did carry some hygiene products. I mean, after a point, folks nearby are going to want you to refresh your deodorant. Right. And at some point, you're going to want to brush your teeth. When they get scuzzy, you want to brush your teeth. And it's quite likely that the medical staff will allow you to use your family member patient's shower facilities that are in their room. Unless they're in intensive care. Yeah, so, you know, you, it, it, it's different mm-hmm. in that particular setting. Now, you can go into the public restroom there in near the waiting area and brush your teeth and do some things. You can even take a what Grandma used to call a spit bath, <laughs> wet a washcloth and clean up some with right that. sure so even if you're not able to get a shower but one thing that you do want to have there is power banks to be able to charge your cell phone murphy's law says that your phone will be below half power when you have to go yeah exactly <laughs> seems like that's the way it is so for that reason we want to carry charger cords Right. And even a charger extension cord depending on where our source may be if we can plug up but it may be, you know, 15 feet around behind the chairs. Well, it might be. But what I've usually found is that there was not a plug right behind my chair or real near my chair. So I carry an inexpensive extension cord. You're talking about for a charger cable? No, I'm talking about just an extension cord. Oh, for an, electri- an electrical an extension. AC extension cord. Oh, smart. And so I plug that in. And we carry one when we're traveling. Because of my CPAP, I may or may not be close to the power plug. Mm -hmm, Right. So I've had to run that across the room to be able to get my CPAP so I can sleep on the appropriate side of the bed. (laughs) She likes her side of the bed. I like that CPAP. And so, (laughs) yes. And so you can plug that extension cord in and run it behind those several chairs and get it closer to you and plug your charger into that extension cord. Something else you may want to think about putting in your what we call hospital family member bag is a pen and paper. Something you may need to write some handwrite mm-hmm. some notes, and it's just not always available. You just have pen and paper, so have some way to write and record some notes if needed. Just a small notebook is great, mm-hmm. and snacks again, nuts, crackers, jerky, hard candy, right? Breath mints, cereal bars, anything yeah. like that to snack on. And you know, when you go living out of the vending machines in the hospital, it can be a limited selection, and it can be expensive. Well, and some hospitals, too, also have a pretty nice cafeteria. So you may want to keep an assortment of small denomination Mm -hmm. dollar bills, $5 bills, to be able to park. Some places you have to pay for parking or get a token. 
or that way you can at least hit the vending machines without having to always pull a credit card. Mm -hmm. So have a little bit of small amount of folding money on you as well. And I like having a small amount of change on me as well. Mainly quarters, Mm -hmm. dimes, not pennies really, but quarters and dimes. No, but you know, you can't make a phone call for a dime anymore. So (laughs) people wouldn't even know what a, what a, uh, phone booth is anymore, do they? Yeah, a lot of them do not. Bug out bags come in several iterations, and it can be the get-home bag, the evacuation bag, the hospital bag, the go-live-in-the-woods-for-a-year bag, whatever you want to call it. You build what you believe works for you. Your bag will be different than my bag. My bag's different than Krista's bag. Yeah, we have different medications and different necessary things. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's some things that I know how to use that she doesn't. And I'm actually thinking about airways when it comes to that. If I had to insert an airway into someone. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. For those that don't know, I was a paramedic for 19 years. So that's a skill that it might degrade a little bit, but you don't forget how to do it. But you build and carry what you believe works for you. And carry it with you. Carry it with you. Doesn't do you a bit of good if it's all tight and safe at home, but you need it in your car. Mm -hmm. Carry it with you when you go to work. Have it in the car when you go to church. Mark even has an everyday carry that goes in the building with him. Mm -hmm. And so that's the kind of thing that works for us. If we think we may need a particular item or supply, we have it with us. Now, another thing that you may want to consider, especially for a hospital-type bag, but could be useful in others, is some type of entertainment, something to get your mind off of the situation. Okay. It could be crossword puzzles. It could be uh, whatever. You could have... Adult coloring books yes. are very popular. Very popular. I play games on my cell phone. Mm-hmm. I have some of those to do. and Even a deck of cards. Absolutely. There's, you've got to find some ways to pass the time to do something that keeps you from having worry or anxiety. And we want you to be prepared. Because stuff happens. you got to stay prepared. And we'll see you next time.